Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. So for this episode, I know it's been a while, but I'm going to refer to it as Hollywood crime because it's not your typical episode, let's just say. So I'm completely shocked that I didn't know this story before. Netflix came out with this, I think it's a six-part docuseries, and each episode is a little over an hour long, and it focuses on a different story each episode. So the docuseries is called Untold, and you know, there's a story about Caitlyn Jenner in one episode, and the episode that I am going to focus on is called Untold Deal with the Devil, and it's the story of Hall of Fame boxer Christy Salters Martin. So I was lucky enough to interview Christy herself and uh, like she is just an amazing woman. I was left completely speechless, which is rare for me. Now, I didn't have a chance to watch the episode until after I interviewed Christy, which was kind of shitty on my part, um, but I just got totally sidetracked and busy. But I did end up watching it last night after I interviewed her. And I obviously got familiar with her story beforehand. And she's just incredible. She's literally the best female boxer to ever live. She's in the Hall of Fame. She's graced the cover of Sports Illustrated. And then, unfortunately, she made headlines um, because her coach and husband, Jim Martin, attempted to murder her by stabbing and shooting her. So it is insane. Um, And we get really into it during our talk. And also something to note is that Christy is gay and she's always been gay, but she ended up marrying this man, Jim Martin. So and you'll hear why. Now, um, without further ado, here is my interview with the incredible Christy Salters-Martin. You, you've had an incredible and you, you have an incredible life and, and career. And um, you're a world champion boxer. You've paid the, paved the way for women. Now, this might be a strange question, but just looking back on the way the events in your life unfolded, would you do anything different? Oh, you know, that's one of those questions. It's, it's hard because each step leads you to where you are today. Right. So if you had, if at some point I had done something differently in the past, would I still be here today? Probably not. So yeah. So you wouldn't nothing. You probably wouldn't do anything differently. That's interesting. If that's you know, I mean, the, the, the whole, I mean, I'm happy with where I am today. Let me, yes. let me say that. Would I have done things differently as far as, yeah. I mean, if, if I were really a strong, the strong, true person that I, tried to put out there to everybody. I I would have left Jim way before, but at the same time, you know, maybe he would have killed me because he had, he told me for 20 years that if ever you leave me, I'll kill you. So I I was just at the point of, I don't really care if I live or die. So now's the time for me to go before that, you know, maybe he would have been successful killing me. I, I don't know. I don't even that that gives me chills to even think about. Um, Now, what's the age difference with you guys? He's a lot older than you. He's a lot older. He's actually 25 years older. Yeah. So I, you know, thinking about that, I was like that right there is, you know, you see that all the time. It's like you can't you can't help it. And it's it's not your fault. You're just so young and and impressionable. And 
I don't know. I would believe somebody if they said, you know what, if you leave, I'm going to kill you. I would believe them. If I, you know what I mean? If I was the same age as you and in the position that you were in. Well, and at the beginning, honestly, I didn't believe them, you know, for the first couple of years, few years, I didn't. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought, you know how people say crazy stuff sometimes. And, and, but, but somewhere along the line, like it, it switched and, and I, I didn't just believe him. I knew this is how it was going to end. Really? Um, so I, I mean, I, that plays into trying to leave at different times. I mean, I even wrote up a contract at one point and tried to get him to let's just, let's just sign this. Let's just go. Here's the contract. Let's you, yeah. you know, you just basically go your way. I'll take on all, all financial responsibilities, anything that's left. That's like responsibility of any kind. Yeah. I'll take it. Right. Um, right. No, but, he has but, like, no. sorry, forgive me. That's like, you know, I can say whatever I want on this podcast. He has little dick syndrome. I mean, whatever. Paul is <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Know. It's like, yeah, they're, they're like, no, we're doing it when I say it's done. We're ending it when I say it's done. And those are the worst kind of men because it's like, you're just doing it to spite somebody. You're not thinking logically or intellectually. So it's ridiculously stupid. Now, for the listeners who are listening right now that don't know um, your story and they haven't watched the Netflix special yet, but they want to, how did you first meet James? How did you guys get to know each other and how did he help you with your career? Yep. So um, there was a promoter that I had been boxing for in Bristol, Tennessee that called me and said he had, yeah, I, look, Christy, I have this trainer. He's now training my son, but he, he knows about you already and he is so excited and wants to train you. Why don't you come move to Bristol and, and, and let him train you? Well, it was all about timing. You know, I was getting ready to graduate from college. And in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to take six months. I'm graduating from college. I'm going to take basically the summer months. You know, by the time August rolls around, I'll come back to West Virginia, get a teaching job and, and real life starts. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm going to go live it up for the, you know, three or four or five months. And, um, that, that's what I, in my mind, that's what I thought was going to happen. I moved to Bristol, Tennessee. Jim became my trainer. But the first day I walked into the gym, it was clear to me that he wanted nothing to do with training a female fighter. And he was the kind of guy that if you did, if you caught him a male chauvinist and you didn't put pig behind it, like he was insulted. He, he, he was proud that he was, a, that he is a male chauvinist pig. Why did this person reach out to you then and say he really wants to train you? I don't understand that. Well, this guy's his boss was Jim's boss and, uh, and he's the promoter that's been put pro promoting me on his show. So he knew that yeah. I maybe didn't really know how to fight, but he knew that the crowd was reacting in a positive way to me. Yeah. He saw so he wanted me to get better. He, yeah. He loved you and he saw dollar signs and he saw your potential. Okay. All right. Got it. Wow. So you saw from day one, you were like, this guy is just not into this right now. Yes. And I, I, my mother was with me. So I actually, I said to her, I'm like, why, why would I put myself through this? And I, I don't want to stay. And, and uh, because she didn't want me to go back to West Virginia and to my girlfriend, she was, oh no, he's good. He's he, he, you know, you should stay. He wants to train you. He's excited about the opportunity. He absolutely wasn't. Um, uh, but anyway, I thought I would stay. I would give out I, I, again, in my mind, I'm going to just live it up for a few months and then get back to the real world. Right. Now, when, when did you decide that you guys had to get married or how did that even come? <laughs> I mean, you're saying you, cause like I, you know, I was trying to figure out your timeline where it's like, people don't all of a sudden wake up and say, Oh, you know, I'm gay. They've been gay their whole life. Usually or they're, you know, they're closeted or they just don't want to acknowledge it, but it sounds like you already acknowledged it. And then you had to marry a man. Right. 
Yes, yes. I have been with um I have been with girls, women, you know, yeah. throughout high school and college. And but this so this happens. I go and I meet Jim and yeah. we're both new to the city of Bristol. He's a lot older. I'm I'm really respecting him as a coach, as a teacher, right? Yeah. Thing. He knew about the girlfriends, he knew about this, he knew about that. So okay. he knew everything. Um, but then I, I don't know, after one of the fights, you know, you're happy, you're as an athlete, you're excited, and I kissed him. And I'm like, Yeah, oh shit. And then, <laughs> then it was just, you know, let's have dinner, let's this and 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 then the pressure came from my family, really, you know, well, wow. why don't you just get, you know, you guys should just get married because we were spending too much time together. We were together all the time. And right. um, I thought, well, I'm going to marry boxing. Like that was number one. I'm going to marry boxing. And then number two was this will make my my family happy and this will make the world happy. Like I'm straight and and I'll be oh, good. Christy, I'm sorry that that is what I mean things are different now, but I, I totally see where you thought you had to do that for other people and for, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that we are living in a society now that probably would not force you or, or make you think that you had to do that because that is so unfair to you. But it sounds like at one point you had some feelings for him. Is that fair? Um, let me say this, that there was a point during, during, the rise with the boxing yeah and and i thought i, I want to be happy right so i'm going to try to put my best foot forward and i'm going to really try to love this man like really love this man yeah. and and i just wasn't i wasn't able to to do that um yeah. i i gave it my best bet i gave it my all but i could never turn the corner with with really loving him so it was again you know my my commitment was the boxing. Mm -hmm. I, I completely, completely get it. And that's why it's also, I've seen all these pictures, just sidetrack, just, you know, girls in Afghanistan being married off as we speak 11 years old to these 40 year old men. And it's disgusting. And I don't, you know, it's just like you said, I don't think I could, you know, you try and you try and you try and no matter what, it's like, it's just not there. Now, do you think 25 years in prison is enough for him? Well, you know, because he's old, <laughs> he's, he'll be 90, 92 if he lives to the 25 years out. And the good thing, the great thing about the state of Florida is yeah. it's 25 years day for day. It does not matter what he does. There's no time off for good behavior. He lost all of his appeals. He's not getting out. Okay. He is not getting out. Um, so do I sometimes think that he'll live to be, you know, 92 years in one day? Because his birthday actually falls about the same time as the 25 years will be up. So, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, wow. I think he's mean enough and uh, vindictive enough, yeah. I think is the right yeah. word, to uh, want to live to kill me. And if he got out, I mean, if he got out, if it was today, he got out. If it's, in, you know, when he's 92, I'll be looking over my shoulder because oh, he just always told me, he said, I'll, I will kill you. And if I don't kill you, I'll have I, I know plenty of people. I'll have someone else kill you. So. Right after shit. he went Are to prison. Kidding? No, after he went to prison, I mean, I, I was on high alert. Like anytime I walked the parking lot and the car starts, you know, the first thought was they're coming after me. You're in a parking garage, you know, just different places, different things would happen. You'd be like, oh, you know, it, 
you just get scared. You get shook. And, um, I can't even imagine you. I just want, I want to hug you because that's like, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I really, I can't imagine now doing this special. And I know it's been a long time and I, I, I don't know how it feels, but I mean, has, has doing this Netflix special and doing these interviews and talking to different people, has that helped your healing process at all? Cause I would imagine that, you know, you sort of start to feel better and then I'm sure you have good days and bad days, right? Definitely, definitely good days and bad days. But, but yes, I think the more I talk and if I think that I help somebody and yeah. maybe like after I talk, people come and talk to me privately. And, and so then I, I walk away thinking it was worth it. So yeah. I hope that I'm helping them and they are also helping me just the response and, and the opportunity to, to share my story and, and the thought that I'm doing some good because yeah. for so long he taught, he, he beat me down, beat me down, beat me down that I was not doing anything good. And I wasn't worth, you know, really wasn't worth living. So, um, yeah. And a lot of the time now try people, to find positive is, is good. Right. And, and sorry to interrupt, but a lot of the time people only focus on, um, you know, the, the physical harm that he induced upon you, not so much the emotional damage that he, he inflicted, which, which is, you know, sometimes that can be, that can be worse. I mean, or it takes you a lot longer to heal from that. Now you were used to pain, right? As a boxer, you're used to all this pain. I've never spoken to anyone. Well, I guess I've spoken to somebody, but I've never spoken to anyone like you that's been attacked in that type of capacity. Now you can just stop me if it's, if it's too much, absolutely. I, you know, I don't want to offend you or anything like that, but I'm just curious, do you, do you remember sort of how you felt and if it felt similar to being in a ring or was it just like you black out and you don't feel anything? No, I remember, I remember how every second of it felt and absolutely nothing like being in a boxing ring. Really? Um, I mean, in a boxing ring, it's, you're both going in there with the same, you know, what's about to happen. You know, we're, we're going to go in there. You're going to try to punch each other. Um, you're going to hit each other. You're going to duck. You're going to slip. You're going to, you know, that, that, that's, uh, regulated. Um, what happened to me was not, ex- not expected at the time. And I really, I was convinced that he was just going to shoot me in the head and I would be dead. It was going to be done. So for him to come in and stab me repeatedly, I mean, that just never was in my mind. I never imagined yeah. that he was going to stab me. So yeah, I mean, just as I'm talking to you, I, I can feel it. I know exactly how uh, it felt. I know I'm sorry, it, I mean, and you I'm just stop. right there. No, it, 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 it's fine. It's it's fine because if I can talk to you about it and maybe stop somebody else from living through it, then then you know I've I've done my job. That's why God left me here. And not just to stop somebody from living through it. Maybe it's somebody that's on that other side that's thinking, I'm just gonna go kill this person. You know, I'm tired of the way they treated me or whatever. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they'll realize that, that, that I don't want to do that to that person. I, I you know, right. And what makes people, people tick. I will no, never know. And people should understand also that this did not happen to you like in the nineties or in the eighties, this happened to you basically 10 years ago. So yeah. I give you so much credit for being able to sit here and talk about it with, you know, with such I don't know, stoicness. Is that a word? <laughs> Sorry. You are just, you're very together. You are very stoic and you, and you're incredible. Um, so I give you 
a lot, a lot of props, uh, Christy. So I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing so well now and that you're still boxing and you have a production company and things are just going so well in your life. And you're married now to um, a woman, Lisa, she's another boxer. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Oh, wait, I love how you called me ma'am too. Uh, (laughs) It's my birthday tomorrow. I'm entering late 30s. So I guess ma'am. Oh my gosh. So really you don't, you don't deserve ma'am. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Basically. (laughs) Okay. Basically don't age me. Uh, Just kidding. Just kidding. No, that's, uh, well, well, everybody needs to watch untold on Netflix. Um, Christy, thank you so much. This was such an honor to speak with you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I really appreciated it and have fun. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay, guys. So that was your episode with Christy Salters Martin. I suggest everybody run, not walk to Netflix and watch this docuseries Untold. It's actually by the same creators um, as the Wild Wild Country. I think that's what it's called, a documentary on Netflix, which I know my brother and his wife are completely obsessed with. I didn't love that one, but they loved it. So anyway, um, if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen. And you can follow me on Twitter at Conlin underscore Lauren and on Instagram at Lauren underscore interviews. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening.